Matthew. Yeah. I reckon for the cold open this week, let us uh, start going really hard, barrel in with a load of reminiscing about the classic stuff that fan favorite, long running character, the Alabaster Titan, has done on the Electronic Wireless Show. No. Look, we're not going to do that, and I'll tell you why. It's because I saw you and some of the other listeners chumming the waters by mentioning the Alabaster Titan in the Discord, and I'm not falling for it. This shark is, is not biting, my friend. You acknowledge the Alabaster Titan, therefore he's real now. <laughs> Listener to the Electronic Wireless Show, episode 148, the best heat in games special. This is Rock Paper Shotguns PC Gaming Podcast, and the only podcast you need, in my opinion, which is that of Alice Bell. Uh, and I am joined this week by Mr. Hot Wings. Hello. And Warmo the Magician. Well, because I'm. Mm. Yeah, so, another week where Nate did a lot more work padding out his character. <laughs> so is 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 Warmo? Is he like a, a magician with heat powers, or is he just a regular magician but is really hot? He's just his body temperature is half a degree above average. I've rebooted his origin story, and that's mm. it now. Okay, just a, a very damp children's entertainer. Yeah, he sweats a lot. He's he's got like um cheap like fake velvet wizard robes from a pound poundland costume section. They cling cling to his arms because he's so sweaty. Nice. Uh, that's lovely. What a lovely image uh for the folks <laughs> this week. Um, we've been inspired obviously by the fact it's very hot. We're having a heat wave in the UK at the moment. Although I don't know this is just summer now, isn't it? Every summer they're like, oh, it's going to be really hot this weekend. Uh, and then it is. And I know anyone listening, if you live somewhere hotter, c- good. But we're not used to it here. So we'll complain about it being hot. Thank you. you I've go. even got reverse air conditioning. All those fish tanks I've been on about uh, for the last year, really getting their revenge now because they're just keeping the air in this room at constant 100% humidity. This episode of the Electronic Wireless Show is sponsored by Wild Bill's Craft Beverage Company. At Wild Bill's, they make lightly carbonated sodas in kind of old school flavours like orange cream, black cherry and obviously root beer. Now they've sent us an ad read here and because Wild Bill's is a sort of old fashioned American good old boys kind of company, I've arranged for the Electronic Wireless Show Amateur Dramatic Society to perform this in the style of two cowboys sitting around a campfire eating beans out of a tin. So uh, take it away, lads. Oh, enjoying the taste of those beans. They're mighty salty, though. Guess I'm going to have to drink a not-too-refreshing gallon of generic heavily carbonated soda. No, no, no. You gotta ditch them manufactured flavors. Your taste buds deserve better. 
treat yourself to Wild Bill's Premium Handcrafted Soda Pop. Mouth-watering beverages that allow you to escape to the most interesting places imaginable. So cheers to refusing to drink from the mainstream. At Wild Bill's, flavor isn't everything. It's the only thing. Whoa there, partner. Hold up. Did you say that this drink can let me escape from the purgatorial wasteland of the Old West? Here, pass me that can. Sure thing. Drink up, partner. <laughs> wow, that's not bad at all. If after listening to that you've got a hankering to shotgun a can of nostalgia, then head over to drinkwildbills.com and use the code CHEERS15 at checkout for 15% off your first order. Oh, say, Alice, is, is that just for cowboys? Yeah, unfortunately that is just for the US, but still go to drinkwildbills.com and use the code CHEERS15 in all caps. Yeehaw. I might open one of my windows, you know, because I've closed them for the purposes of recording the podcast. But actually, I, I might do live, live on air, opening the window next to me because it's so cool. Believe- anyway, while I'm doing that, lads, how how has yeah. your week been? <laughs> just, just sweaty. I've just got nothing interesting to say about the heat. I've just, it's just beaten me. It's completely destroyed me. I've uh, Project Hot Tub has been completed, uh, or as my daughter calls it, weirdly, the Hoop Tub. Hmm, interesting. What? She's really into. She's really into sort of Dutch vowels. Yeah. Uh, she's, there's a kid at her school called George, and I, we can't get enough of the fact she calls him George. Hmm, where did this come from? Oh, it's just a kid's experiment with vowels. But yeah, I've, I've been in the Hoop Tub quite a lot. I've been like Baron Harkonnen. Um, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for the new June movie where the big fat blank rises out of some oil um, and oh, yeah. looks refreshed. That's that's an accurate psychic summary of uh, of most evenings this week. Nice. I might need to. Oh, Matthew, Matthew, I was talking to Catherine. We might be uh, like tooth buddies. Oh yeah. Yeah, so do you remember that dental thing you were talking about where there's like a, a crack in your tooth but it won't come apart? And so you've sort of got to, to wait to see if you can get it to like self-destruct or have a hideous dental operation carried out. Yeah, that's I, I, I've been putting this off for so long that my mouth situation is now probably much worse. I so. forgot yes. about that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, who else is putting off exactly the same thing? <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, I just so I was thinking we should do uh, a special edition of the podcast where uh, we just get like a wordless bruiser to to pull our teeth out, mm. and we compare screams. It would be cheaper, wouldn't it? Yeah, you could do that thing that they do in cartoons or like in in wacky family comedies where a child ties a bit of string around their tooth and then the other end to a door, and then you slam Oof. the door. Oh, jeez. Oh, we could just <laughs> tie our teeth to each other via a long bit of string and then just leap in opposite directions. <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be like a Christmas cracker. What happens if only one of the teeth comes out? What does that mean for the other person? Oh, get to and go- you, you get to keep the te- tooth, yeah. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> a yeah, dentist was- implants it in your forehead as a horn. 
Yeah, all that. Um, I put it off before Christmas, and the idea was, you know, he was like, you know, you really need to get on top of this, this bad, this bad tooth. He wanted me to have lots of work. Where secretly in my head, I, I basically decided I was just going to have it pulled. So I was like, that tooth's done. Um, so let's give it like a farewell tour over the Christmas holidays by just absolutely rinsing it, literally rinsing it in Pepsi every day. Yeah, um, I remember of, that. And I remember we, we, we questioned the wisdom of that at the time. Well, I think, didn't the we? thing is, in itself, I think it's a fine idea. But the problem is, is that that farewell victory um, week ended up turning into a farewell victory sort of seven months. Uh, and God knows the damage I've now done to my mouth. Uh, I almost don't want to go back to a dentist because I know he'll be disappointed in me. Um, you know, you, you kind of get I secretly want to be pals because he's got like a good energy about him, my dentist. <laughs> I think we could be friends. <laughs> my dentist is intimidatingly beautiful. Like, I've got just quite a handsome dentist. Yeah, it's. Uh... I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. I don't think he does. Why would well, he? <laughs> well, I don't know. He's tracking me. Do you remember the time that I said the whole profession of dentistry <clears throat> was a sham and then you revealed your uncle and aunt were dentists? Oh, yeah, yeah. Classic moments. Why don't you get them to sort you out? They won't judge you. Well, they're sort of retired now and it's, I don't know. What if it goes wrong? I've been, okay, this is, this is quite a different sort of situation. We've been watching The Sopranos recently. And there's a lot of stuff about people borrowing money and not wanting to borrow money off their friends because of the awkward situation it would put them in if they then can't pay it back. Oh, um, yeah, and it I is sort of feel similarly about involved, yeah. my aunt and uncle dentists. You know, on paper, yes, it makes sense. But one is if it goes wrong or I'm not happy, it would sour things. Are they in the mob? They're mob dentists, yeah. Oh, no, the worst kind. Mm. Liars and thieves. <laughs> uh, so, like, if you if you don't pay them for a tooth extraction, they'll take like another tooth every month. You're well, late, kind of thing. You know, what if they do? You know, the the filling doesn't hold, and then you're like, uh, they're kind of like below it, you know. But I can't really say anything because they're family. Well, what you could do. You could, uh, th- you know, there's probably a Bath Mafia, I'm guessing. They probably like dress up as Romans. Um, <laughs> yeah. You should find them. Be like, can I borrow £50,000 and then keep the 50000 in a lunchbox completely safe, don't do anything with it, and be exactly one day late in paying? But the whole time, and yeah, put them off a couple of times till they lose their patience. And the whole of the time you interact with them, just make a big deal of how much you love this one particular tooth and it's got immense significance to mm. you. And they'll be like, right, time's up. And they get out their little mafia hammer, mm. take out the tooth. But, oh, thanks, folks. And, oh, what's this in my pocket? There's your 50 grand. Big apologies. I'll learn my lesson. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, is, that is one version of events that could unfold. <laughs> That is de- yeah. <laughs> the heat madness, isn't it? It's the fu- it's the freaking heat, man. I'm sorry. I just I I I, I was going to apologise to the the listener because I've got my window open now and you can probably hear like there are some young young men with a motorbike outside in the street and also the blinds on my window, which for convoluted reasons we can never raise uh, a, a 
blowing in the breeze. Uh, but I'm I'm not going to apologize because it's so hot. It's the hate madness. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Be good if, so, uh, oh, be good if there to... was like a, a Freaky Friday situation and we all swap bodies. I don't know if oh, that uh, could happen. Like, over well, the one of us might swap bodies. It got so bodies. hot that we swapped souls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, which, which of of your two co-hosts, which yeah. body would you rather be in? I want uh, the alabaster titan. Oh, of course. <laughs> I, I think I'd rather be Matthew just because I, I wouldn't want to ruin Nate's child. I feel I feel like that that oh, would be no. a responsibility that I, I wouldn't want to kind of take on. And then also, yeah, I could like I feel like I'd also have no responsibility to sort of look after your teeth or anything like that. So I'd just eat loads of magnums. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's the thing. If you take over my body, you know that you're getting a freezer that is well stocked with goodies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying that Nate's house isn't. I'm assume, I imagine it, it has plenty of treats. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, yeah. That's, that's the that's, other thing as well. Like Nate, I would inadvertently kill your fish because I wouldn't know how to look after them. So I just feel well, like yeah, you would be sentencing yourself to life in an aquarium. A boiling aquarium. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. I'd take advantage of that. I'd be banging on that glass the second I appeared in your body. Oh my goodness! Your body I... would like wibble a bit as my soul enters it, and then I'd just turn in a swivel chair and start banging on the glass. You know what? I, I would piss myself seconds before the transfer just to spite you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so vindictive. <laughs> you know what? If well, then I just wouldn't go through with it, and I just I'd leave your body soulless and pissed. <laughs> what what a gruesome time! <laughs> this is such a weird. <laughs> <laughs> wow! What a tragic experience for your poor family to discover. <laughs> He's got no soul and he's covered in weed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, does, that does raise a question of where your soul vet is then. But Well, because mine's gone to Alice. The question is, because yeah. Alice is in your body. I'm an Alice and where's you? Yeah, you'd be you're the one, the one who's disappeared into limbo, mate. Yeah, yeah that's for, I'm just, I'm just floating around. I'm having a good old time. I no longer have a body that can overheat. See, what I would do, because I've always been like, a part of me would really like to get loads of tattoos, but I'm too much of a coward. Whereas Alice has already got millions of really cool ones. So mm. I just sort of look happily at my wrists, I guess. No, mm. I, I feel though that you would then be like, oh, no, I can get tattoos. And then when I got back to my own body, I'd have like Jason Statham's face on my face or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's horribly true. Yeah. Or just like a you bunch the of. The alabaster titan across your back. Yeah. <laughs> like a bunch of sausages on my neck or like, you know. Who gets a tattoo of sausages? Nate. <laughs> Be a whole fry up, but each element would have like an aggressive cockney face on it. So you'd have like the fried egg would be Ray Winston, Danny <laughs> Dyer as the sausage, <laughs> bacon statham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see. That's, that's what it's would actually happen. a great tattoo. You should get it. I'm not getting that. Fair. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, we should probably talk about because we're, we're so hot. The theme is the best heat, and we were going to do like the best kind of hot levels and stuff. But then Nate wanted to talk about a specific uh, mechanic, so I'd say it's too hot. This is the best hot things. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> big hot uh, game special. Yeah, I'm really enjoying the sort of um, sailors dying on a raft energy we've got going this week. <laughs> I also I might as well get this out of the way, listener, because I know it's on your bingo card if, if you're a member of the uh, Shergirls Heart Squad. I haven't done the uh, Cabin of Lies this week. I texted the lads this morning. I was like, anyone hankering to do the cabin? Matthew said he couldn't. I was like, oh, I'll sort something out. Then I ran out of time. I didn't notice oh. what time it was. I could give you the temperature readouts in three of my fish tanks and you can say uh, which one you think is real. Well, like, what's the higher or lower with the cards and... It, it would actually be a terrible game. Let's not do that. Not what we could do, we could do... Because um, you didn't get to play Sweeten the Deal last week. We had a couple of requests for that. I could do a quick uh, Sweeten the Deal with you both. That'd be fun. No, this is we can't we can't workshop what we're going to do live on air. We'll we'll just blast through <laughs> it. But that, <laughs> I'm sure Sweet the Deal will will return at some point. I didn't listen to it, so uh, <laughs> oh oh, you absolute viper! <laughs> Unbelievable! I was on holiday. <laughs> that was some Where premium is this nonsense. Guy? <laughs> uh, but you we absolute are, viper. <laughs> uh, here we are. <laughs> Before we actually start talking about the topic that we're supposed to be talking about, while I was on holiday, I saw an email come in that was uh, like, you've had a comment on your podcast. And it was for one of the podcasting apps like Podbean or something. And I was like, oh, this, uh, what lovely comment has someone left? And it was just an anonymous spud um, uh, that just said, Alice ruins the podcast. <laughs> what? I opened it being like, oh, I wonder what nice oh. thing one of the community has left. Oh, that's just... rotten. <laughs> what an absolute rotten sod that person is. If they're <laughs> listening now, you ruin the podcast, sir, and I imagine it is a sir. <laughs> I just thought it was quite... Yeah, put yourself on a rowing boat and push out from the shore of a lake <laughs> and just float aimlessly in the middle of it for a while. Someone's getting, someone's getting a visit from the Alabaster Titan. <laughs> yeah, to, to put you on a blooming boat and, and maroon you for a few And he's not hours. bringing ice cream. That, that, thanks, Dad. Thanks for the, the support. But, um, yeah, well, well let's start. Nate, what was the specific mechanic that you wanted to talk about Viz Heat? Right, yeah. So it's really interesting. When you mentioned heat and games, so obviously I thought like lava levels, but... Then what floated to the top of my brain as like really evoking heat uh, was something really unexpected to me. Uh, oxygen not included. Have either of you played that one? That's no. Really hard. You're inside a meteor thing, isn't it? Yeah. So it's um, it's a colony sim. So like you know your classic sort of dwarf fortress room world, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, only it's played side-on view and you are some little... It's by Clay, who made Don't Starve, and it's a very similar animation style. So you're these cute little astronauts who have just appeared in the middle of a big asteroid and you've got to live um, 
oh, it's not easy. Uh, it's one of the most punishing survival games I've ever played. And while it hasn't got a slavishly accurate depiction of physical laws in our universe, it has its own physics physical laws, to which it is slavishly accurate. So it's done some necessary abstractions with the way gases and fluids and things behave, but then it is rigorous about them. Uh, it is a game all about basically realizing how untamable, complex, emergent systems are uh, it, 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 it models all sorts of gases like methane, carbon dioxide, and um, you know, steam and things. It measures the temperature of everything. Uh, less dense stuff rises or sinks. So, for example, if you've got um, to generate electricity, you might have a coal generator, uh, but the heavier parts of the exhaust fumes will sink down to the bottom of your base uh, so people will just asphyxiate down there. Oh, jeez. Unless you put in pumps to take it elsewhere, but then the pumps create waste heat. So how are you going to dissipate that? So you need to pump water through in order to cool it, but then the water gets warmer. And so when it goes to irrigate your crops, it starts killing them, and you so you have to make a heat sink elsewhere. Basically, it's always going out of equilibrium. And you almost always cook your little men to death. It's Ugh. great. I never play it. It's way too stressful. I'd just yeah. leave. If I was put in that situation, I'd just evacuate. I'd look at it and go, you know what? I'm probably not going to win this. I'm just going to leave this, this community behind and just not worry <laughs> about it. But they're stuck in there, Matthew. But have, surely there's an, there's an escape pod. All right, Jeff Bezos. No. <laughs> yeah, Matthew... Matthew is is the person who, in a zombie apocalypse, gets to the the door first and then locks it and won't let anyone else in. <laughs> Definitely, I escape in my escape pod. I get caught by another ship, and then they're like, "Where did you come from?" And I say, "Nowhere." And then they say, "We've got a distress signal from this place. We're going there." And I say, "Let's not." <laughs> <laughs> oh no, uh, probably not. Let's not do that. This is weirdly on sync with the the classic. Matthew looking passionlessly at you while uh, flushing you out of an airlock vignette. Yeah. I, I can't even remember. What, I know the vignette originated at a dinner we, we all had, but I can't remember what the context was for Matthew it was, flushing it was people just, out of an airlock. It was just polite dinner chat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just coming to a full understanding of Matthew for the first time, I think. Yeah. Um, I just don't want to have to flush everyone from that ship so I don't get taken back to the first scene of the crime. Escalating <laughs> crimes. <laughs> Very stressful life. Pity me. Uh, <laughs> um, so it sounds like it's got quite a big kind of dwarf fortress energy to it as well. Does dwarf fortress have interesting modelling of hotness, Nate? Yeah, dwarf fortress got pretty interesting. <laughs> dwarf fortress. Um, I guess that's what you'd call literature written about dwarf fortress. Um, yeah, it models the temperature of pretty much everything in the game. Um, I wouldn't say so rigorously, uh, but I mean, it does things like fluid mechanics and stuff, but temperature, I think, you know, like a rock next to magma will be very hot, but there are 
some interesting circumstances in which, curiously, heat doesn't transfer at all. I mean, it's it's been the source of some good bugs, um, like every system in that game. But oxygen not included is so... Mm, Dual Fortresses is kind of forgiving in some ways. People don't think of it as being forgiving, but it it actually is because what Dwarf Fortress wants is to give you a fun story uh, and and it will do that. Oxygen Not Included is a game about, yeah, about trying to extend equilibrium for as long as possible in a closed system. And yeah, it's not... You find there aren't too many sort of cool, fun stories that come out of of games, Foxton not included, because it is it's a bit more sort of um, directly challenge based. Mm. But it can be really, you know, I it, it sounds like I'm doing it down a bit. It it can be really satisfying when you get it right. Um, like there are these steam vents in the asteroid that just fart out hot boiling, scalding steam all the time. Um, and I remember a game where I piped a load of that through an ice biome and then had the pipes irrigate my water. So my water was getting irrigated, uh, my plants, sorry, were getting irrigated by delicious icy fresh water. Oh. And the ice biome was getting melted as well and then all going through a sieve which was picking up like microbes and min- minerals and stuff. Oh. And, you know, it just felt good. It felt really good. I was taming the elements. It's very different scale, but uh, recently uh, I've been taking great pleasure in we put down lots of icy bowls of water for our cats around the house. And when you see them drinking from one of those, you're like, yeah, that's real good. That looks real good. They're having a good old time. I'm having a good old time. Um, <laughs> I'd like a game that taps into that that kind of vibe. I've gotten really into drinking water recently. Mm. <laughs> it is it's, good. Well, yeah, it it turns out I just wasn't drinking anywhere near enough fluid. I've got a big two-litre bottle of it on my desk at all times now, and I just drink literally five times as much fluid. It's great. Oh, it's great. It is I, great. I, Matthew saying water's great. It feels like a lie. <laughs> no, I, I, I honestly, I've got Pepsi Max in the fridge, but I'm drinking water right now. Well, oh, you know, like um, icy water. We've got a we've got a little thing in the freezer that makes lots of ice endlessly. So you know, enjoying big icy glugs. I've got a um, like a, a Super Mario flask that I fill up. It gets all nice and cold. It's very very pleasant. But I mean. A beverage heel turn for Matthew, isn't it? Uh, oh. Well, only right now because it's so, so hot. Um, I like to save the Pepsi as a little treat for the evening. Okay. So the worst drink in the world is a hot plastic bottle of Diet Coke. Oh, God. You know, when it's so fizzy, it's like, it feels like your throat's going to burst like an overinflated tyre. Oh. And it's got that acrid battery acid tang. <laughs> Warm soft drinks feels like someone else has just spat that drink into your mouth. Uh. It really fe- it feels like warmed by someone else. It's just it's so unholy. Well, one of the things I was going to mention, which is sort of similar, 
to um, the games you mentioned, Nate, but also has uh, liquid modeling is uh, Noiter, which is that uh, you're like a little, a little magical person uh, exploding your way through a series of different layers of caves. Um, mm. And it, it, the fire in it is amazing because you can like set fire to a wooden thing and then it will gradually start burning uh, across that. It's all like, every, I think it's like every pixel in it is simulated basically. So it will it'll gradually, you know, burn each pixel. If, if you set fire to some oil, the oil will set on fire. Um, if, if stuff like acid is burning, then it will become like acid mist that rises. And then when it hits the ceiling, it, uh, it condenses uh, and then forms acid rain down from the ceiling. Oh, uh, oh elemental interactions are grand, aren't they? It's really great. You can like throw um, land, like lanterns with flames in and then they'll like, sort of explode. There's TNT as well that explodes. Um, it's just really, really clever. Really smart are there game. little special like secret things you can get by doing really weirdo interactions? I can't remember. They, I haven't played it for a little while, actually. They, they've done such big updates since the last time I played it. It's probably got loads of new things that I, I'm not even aware of, but um, it's, it's like fabulous. you chuck an egg at a, you know, a sheep or something, it turns into a griffin or something mad. Yeah, there are loads of weird little things. And you get um, wands. You can find like magic wands that have sort of quite random spells attached to them. And it might be just like, every time you use this wand, everything explodes. <laughs> you turn into an egg. Yeah. There's the Chrysopeia thing, isn't it? Which turns um, all the business into gold. That's a very exciting. Which was that? Mm. I think that Don't... might be one of the secret things, but... Oh, uh, yeah. It's like, it's like a Midas business. It just, yeah, turns like whole... It can turn all load of water into gold or something. Um, I saw, I saw a YouTube video on it. It was well good. I was sort of struggling, like after being like, we should do hot games. Yeah, uh, I found that there are a lot more games are interested in dealing with how not to be cold rather than how not to be hot. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, let, let's let's take it to the classic lava levels. Like, and what lava level to you feels the hottest? I'd see a lot of the best lava levels. I think are not a, a like Nintendo exclusive. Yes. Yeah, is <laughs> the problem. Like well, Nintendo about- get they get they get lava. They get the intensity of it. They understand that if you touch lava, smoke comes out of your bum, and you go wow 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 wow. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when volcanoes go off. Honestly, yeah. Pompeii that must have been wild. Um, <laughs> Just loads of Romans banging into the air. Like fleas. <laughs> Hades, the um, the old uh, Ronald's Meadows. They're very oh. warm. Oh, that yeah, that's a great show. Like playing that really uh, made me feel warm over magnificent. Um, even though, again, when Zagreus goes and he's like, "Oh, easy there, mate," or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> like. Blimey, that's a bit warm. <laughs> I ought to watch out. That's molten rock. <laughs> that, that's, that's, I think that's my least favourite tier of hell. 
The fiery so, one. It's really difficult. Uh, yeah, I hate that one. I don't like the Elysian Fields, but the music slaps, so it evens <laughs> out. Mm. Um, I'd, but yeah, I sort of had the same problem as Matthew, because then I started thinking about lo- like hot levels, and I was like, oh, it's all Nintendo. <laughs> like, I was thinking, like, you can overheat in Red Dead Two by wearing like heavy clothes intended for for colder areas. If you wear them, you just wear you get like quite sweaty in a coat. Which, as a larger man who is quite attached to coat wearing beyond what is reasonable, I would say I've got like a lot of respect for. I think they really nail that experience of being slightly too hot in a coat. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption, I enjoy the fires in them as well, though. And like you sit by your little campfire and you, you cook something, you cook a lump of meat. Mm. Oh, the lumps of meat look really good. Yeah. It's like um, at university, and I used to occasionally go into the supermarket right at the end of the day and uh, like where they you know, slice the ham and stuff at that counter and ask if they had any, like, ends of hams. <laughs> Just bang in your saucepan, bring out your lumps. Well, yeah, they'd usually give them away because they get too awkward to slice properly. I used to call them ham apples. Ham apples? Yeah, because it's roughly the size of an apple. They I called just, it that, or you called it that. I, I did. Right. I, I just, did, you, uh, did you ask the man in the shop for some ham apples? Yeah, of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> Because it amused me. <laughs> it's slightly more attractive than asking for just meat ends. Yes, <laughs> good. Walk home like a cheery orc, taking bites out of my ham apple. Mumbling looks like meat's back on the menu to yourself over and over again. <laughs> Were they free? Uh, they'd be like. 30p or something oh god they'd usually give them to me for free no interesting i couldn't tell from matthew's tone of voice there whether he is in favor of cheap meat apples or if he's not uh no i I don't really know where i stand on it to be honest uh now you've put me on the spot i was just thinking like (laughs) if everyone knew that there was this like free meat racket um you know it'd be quite bold to share that information on the podcast well, like if um, I found out there was somewhere in town giving away food for free, I would not tell people. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, this is between me and the bins out the back of Subway. <laughs> <laughs> but you see now, Matthew, I'm in a position of financial security. I don't need to scrounge for ham apples. So I would like someone who's maybe not to go and enjoy some ham apples and tell them I sent you. <laughs> Uh, but about, I mean, back to the the hotness. Um, <laughs> but what was that game with the mutants in that came out recently? That was like a kind of classic seven out of ten, and then there was a big few kind of discourse about it. Um, big big uh, budget indie game. Days in the title? No. Biomutant. Yes, I was going to say Biohazard. But yeah, Biomutant, um, one of the things it has in it, which I felt kind of wasn't really fully explored in kind of the the most interesting way it could be, is there are areas that are um, 
there are kind of biohazards because for different reasons, like, you know, oil spill or um, a radiation leak from a, a power plant. And mm. uh, there are hot areas in them. And it's quite cool. Like if you go in and you'll start being all hotinated and start losing health and stuff. But if you're specced so that you have high heat resistance, for example, it, you'll, you'll burn at a much slower rate. Uh, I thought that was kind of fun and, and cool, but it didn't really fully sort of do do stuff with it. Well, it was a good mm. idea. Yeah. I mean, that's that's sort of similar to like Breath of the Wild. Zelda has hot and cold areas where you can, you have to wear like hot clothes and drink like cold drinks in hot areas. Monster Hunter as well has traditionally hot hunting environments where it adds like a heat meter in and everything else becomes a little less efficient or maybe even your health begins to fall if you overheat yeah. so you have to bring a supply of cold drinks i like the idea of heat as like a you know i guess it's quite a traditional sort of survival mechanic but heat is something you kind of prep for particularly the idea of slinging around you know a load of uh cold cans of whatever that appeals like- to me like, yeah, because in Zelda you have to snarf down like peppery, like chili stuff, don't you? Yeah. So- While I hate the heat, overcoming it and and like being like organised enough to sort of defeat it is is very satisfying. Um, mm. I take it. It's 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 much. It's harder to cool down than it is to heat up, right? Do you agree with this? <laughs> Tell that to the poor <laughs> in Frostpunk, but yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's. I think it depends on which extreme you're in. Yeah. Uh, well, we were just talking about this the other night because, like, I find it. You know, I I prefer the process of like combating the cold in winter to just. I find that easier than like bringing down my heat in the summer. Yeah, agree, no, that's I fair think. enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't think that's. I don't think that's a wild stance. No. <sighs> I agree. Uh, Sorry, there was actually just sweat flowing down my arm and it was immensely fatiguing, which is why I made a noise like all the air going out of a like one of those inflatable things outside of a US car dealership. I I wish that real life was like in video games. Like they do this in The Sims 4 as well. There's the expansion of The Sims 4 Seasons, I think it was called, that came out quite a few years ago now quite a few years ago. I mean, The Sims 4 came out in 2017. God's sake. Um, Whoa. But uh, in the seasons, it, it has seasons. Uh, and you have to give your Sim outfits for when it's cold and when it's hot, because otherwise they'll be uncomfortable. Uh, and it's it's quite like, if they just put on like a camisole, they're fine then. There's no issue. There's no problem. But I, I have to sit here next to a window that's probably blowing in the microphone uh, while the blinds that I can't raise because they're too heavy apparently um, are clacking and and I have to listen to all the doors slamming in the street and I'm still hot I'm still not comfortable do you ever wonder if your life is actually just being played by a really bad Sims player well I do now (laughs) Mm. That's what it sounds like to me. 
Matthew Castle there playing the role of a teenager trying weed for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) I say, fellows, have you ever considered your hands? (laughs) Actually, now that I think about it, does the... All the chat about, like, I don't like food that glistens. It all makes sense now. You're a weed dad, aren't you, Matthew? Oh, I am so far from a weed dad. You take that back. (laughs) I would be a weed dad if I was cool enough to know any drugs people. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know a drugs person. I, like, genuinely, like, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Well, there you go. I see some shady cars down by Juicens occasionally. And I always think, whenever I see a car with a person in it at night down our road near Dewson, so I always think, probably a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> there was a place about three doors up from us that uh, was a grow house and got done in by a police raid. And I just felt quite offended. Like, they should have put flyers around the neighbourhood. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, maybe then we could have watched out for them. But... During the very selfish. During the lockdown, there was a story I read about some uh oh god, I'm so bad with the lingo. Let's say drugs den. Uh yeah. <laughs> which got busted in like I think Sheffield because they were doing like social distancing queuing out the front. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was like, What are all these people queuing two meters apart outside this strange boarded up derelict house? <laughs> Oh Matt, can you imagine if that's if there's like a kind of pandemic update to games, like if in GTA online yeah. they start adding like socially distanced queuing for your for your crimes. Mm. Mm. <laughs> oh man. You couldn't make it up. <laughs> you bloody couldn't. Uh, is there any other hot things you want to talk about? Well, there's there's quite a famous puzzle in the Metal Gear Solid 1 um, involving heat. Do you know about this? No. You have, uh, right at the end, sort of activate the Metal Gear, you have this sort of security card, or maybe it's to deactivate it, or whatever it is you're trying to achieve. Um, But the the card's got this gimmick in that it, it, it has different forms at different temperatures, so you have to kind of take it to like a cold bit of the base and sort of hang around there until the, the, the temperature of the card drops, and then you plug it in, and then you have to go to like the blast furnace area of, of um, the base to kind of heat it up. But it was kind of uh, one of those classic kind of Kojima-y, weird sort of, you know, I don't think it like made it explicit that's what you had to do, you know, just that it was temper- yeah. temperature reactive, and huh. so you had to remember which bits of the base were hot and cold to make it work, which is which is kind of fun, but, uh, you yeah. know. That's that is that. kind of fun. I like that. <laughs> good old coach. <laughs> good old, good old coach. I was trying to think if Death Stranding had anything with hot or cold because I know the rain absolutely does you in in that oh, game. Weird time rain, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's the aging time rain. Yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Bloody um, Kojima. But uh, I think you're okay on the hot front because you know he wears that big old thick kugel the whole game and <laughs> that. That would be hot. The Kugul is a, an underrated garment, isn't it? More games should have Kugul's. The tactical Kugul. 
<clears throat> There's one of the unit uh, sounds in Age of Empires 2. I think it's the Goth Infantry. Um, we've taken delight in when you charge them at someone, they shout, Kugul! <laughs> uh, I don't think it's meant to be Kugul, but that's what it is to me, and I love it. The, the <sighs> problem, with, problem with the Kugul is catches all that rain, and you're like, yeah, <laughs> my top half, you know, we're really, you know, we're having a great old time. Um, but it just runs off into your trousers, and your trousers get soaked. So it's kind of just, <laughs> it, all it does is, is just redirect the misery. It's, it's like you're sacrificing your legs for the, for the happiness of your torso and head. And For 500 quid, would you wear a cagoule for the next 24 hours? Uh, well, I'd probably die. <laughs> Why would you no, die? You've got, there's, there's a doctor on hand to make sure you live. Uh... For 500 quid? I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm a freelancer. I mean, that's, that's like an insanely good offer. What, for 24 hours? Of for Kugul? 24 hours, yeah. I mean, that's like, that's, set, that's like several chunky review, review, reviews I'd have to write to make that money. <laughs> so sitting in discomfort for 24 hours, for sure. Can I respect that? Yeah, I, I do, because I sit in discomfort most of the time anyway. <laughs> Wait a second, so, this better not be a secret sweet in the deal. Oh, yeah, actually, it could be, couldn't it? But I won't. <laughs> what about if the cagoule was made of chocolate? <laughs> yeah, what about if Hideo Kojima's, like, kooky gameplay ideas were written all over the cagoule so you could admire them <laughs> as you sweated? Um, but chocolate yeah, so, cagoule but, wouldn't last long. But that's would the thing. It? If you wear a cagoule and waterproof trousers, everyone looks at you like you're a maniac. But actually, that is the sensible thing to do. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Yeah. I once uh, went to but... a, a p- party at secondary school where uh, I knew it was going to be like a kind of water pistol, kind of water fight kind of party. And I thought, you know what? I'll, I'll go like full waterproofs and no one will be able to, you know, get it. But when you do that, everyone's just like, right, all of us are just getting that one guy. Like, let's screw that guy. You know, oh, mate, they banged on your aquarium. Let's, let's, let's tie up the bottom of his trousers and fill them with water and stuff like that. <laughs> let's really punish him for having the audacity to try and be dry. Oh, Matthew. <laughs> Always backfires. Be prepared. You just, that's what happens. If you care too much, teenagers, they're they're, they're cruel. You have to be disinterested enough that people don't target you. How how old were you when you went to a a I don't know. No, it's not a child. This was like school friends, like 15, 16. So you're 15, 16, you turn up dressed like a prepper. (laughs) Well, you know. Just a quite common <laughs> waterproof get up. It's not. It's oh, not completely mate. out there. Uh, yeah. Oh, I got, Matthew. I got really wet that day. Oh well, I mean, then you would have you would have really enjoyed a, a magic video game fire that would instantly dry you, wouldn't you? Oh, I would love that. <laughs> Whereas my, I'd have, I'd have happily thrown myself into Mario sixty four lava and gone. Wah 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 wah. <laughs> oh. The Elemental Combat in Divinity Original Sin 2. I know you like that. I'm going to just throw it into the pot to acknowledge it, to cheer you up after remembering your humiliation at the hands of the water. Oh, thank you very much. I'm feeling better about myself now. (laughs) 
Uh, All right, since we don't have a uh, cabin of lies this week due to my negligence in the heat, um, all that remains now, I think, is uh, for us to make some recommendations. And if one of you says the Alabaster Titan, I will beat you out of this call. Uh, every week at the end of the Electronic Wire show, we recommend something that is not a video game. So, uh, Matthew, what have you got to recommend this week? Uh, it's not video game, but it is video game related. Uh, I've been rereading the old Iwata Asks interviews on Nintendo's site. Um, if you just type Iwata Asks into Google, you'll find them, which are a series of interviews where, uh, sadly now deceased, Mr. Iwata, ex-president of Nintendo, um, interviews his developers about their games. But they're just really great developer interviews full of like weird anecdotes they're not like i know obviously they're there to promote the game but they don't feel self-serving they feel like kind of genuine uh you know he seems genuinely interested in kind of their processes and how they came to these decisions and you get a little bit of insight into the incredibly secretive nintendo so um yeah i'm gonna recommend those maybe i've recommended it before but uh you know whatever it's never it's never Never a bad time to check out a water asks. Never a bad time. Lovely. Uh, I, this week, uh, am going to recommend, it's a weird one, uh, but I'm going to recommend uh, Wild Deodorant, which uh, is, I suppose, heat adjacent. Um, but it's, uh, it's like a, a kind of natural deodorant um, that makes me feel better about um, the planet uh, getting very hot um, because it's um, it's all natural. It doesn't have aluminium and stuff in it. Um, it's biodegradable uh, and it comes in a reusable little tin uh, and it smells really nice as well. Uh, it's probably not robust enough for like if you're exercising, like if you're in the gym or you're going for a run or whatever. But if you're an office drone, uh, like myself, uh, I found it really uh, help, like really good, basically. Even though it's it's not uh, an antiperspirant, um, and I I've, I've been using it for about a month now, and I find I've sort of been sweating less in general. That's lovely to hear, but it's generally a very good product. Uh, so I'd recommend checking that out if you can. Uh, Nate, what have you got to recommend this week? Uh, it's Perfect for the weather, actually, because what could you want to do more than stand over a load of sweltering hot coals? Uh, that's right. This is the uh, pit barrel uh, barbecue and smoker, uh, which um, I had some food cooked in at the weekend, but I've ordered myself one. Um, pit barrel is the brand, uh, but also an adequate description. It is a barrel, a black barrel. Um, which you put charcoal and stuff in the bottom of, and it's got some good grills that you can either put delicious things on or hang from them. Uh, and it's just really simple, superbly designed bit of kit. Um, does things really evenly, crispy, smokily. You can do long smokes and have things like a brisket um, or make some nice smoked tofu, which we did. Good fun. Um, yeah, it's, uh, if you've maybe enjoyed charcoal grilling with a barbecue, I want to take things to the next level, be a good shout. 
Oh, well, thank you very much. That does sound good. Oh, God, I miss barbecue food. We don't have like an outdoor bit in our flat. Just miss, I miss, yeah, hot smoke. Do you want to have an EWS barbecue at some point? That'd be yeah, nice. Yeah, we should, too, when we're allowed to see each other again. I guess technically we are now, but I don't trust anyone. So. Yeah, yeah, let's give it a couple of months. <laughs> give it a couple then, of months. That'd be nice. Um, well, I'll invite the Titan. Okay. <laughs> so the thing is, I know now that when, when we do have a, a barbecue, I'll turn up and you'll have built a Titan out of like sheets and cardboard boxes that you've sprayed white or like even just plaster of Paris around a Can wire I just say you've got such a good intrinsic understanding of me. <laughs> 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 Genuinely <laughs> impressed. <laughs> And you'll have, I'll turn, and then, and then, like, you'll be like, "Yeah, I wanted to to have him running the barbecue, but Ash said it was a fire hazard because you'd planned to like put the little tongs in his his fake hand and have him standing over the pit." I would do that, and that's what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you very much, listener, for listening to this, the Electronic Wireless Show episode one hundred forty eight, the best best heat in games special. Um, it's fair to say that we, we are, as Nate said, uh, like sailors on a raft in the latter stages of heat exhaustion at this point. So sorry for the slightly chaotic nature of this podcast, but we hope you enjoyed it nevertheless. Um, do join us next week. Do listen to our, our sister podcast, uh, the PC Gaming Week, Week Spot, which is a current events podcast uh, starring Matthew and uh, Vidbud Cullum. Uh, and we also have uh, the Ultimate Audio Bang, which is a fortnightly podcast all about uh, shooters uh, with Imogen and Ed. Uh, don't forget to uh, look at Rock Paper Shotgun on all social media, by which I mean uh, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You'll find us there. Uh, don't forget to check out our merch store as well, um, which uh, we'll have a link to in the description, where you can buy electronic wireless show t-shirts uh you can join the discord as well and chat about all things the electronic wireless show and everything video games too uh but for all your pc gaming needs remember to go to www.rockpapershotgun.com uh and until uh next week it's goodbye from me alice uh it's goodbye from warmo the magician hooray Uh, and it's goodbye from Mr. Hotwinks. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Bye.